You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. No one knows what they're doing. Some people are just better at asking for help. Welcome to the small business series. I registered my business 10 years ago and I did just about everything wrong for the first six of those years. This podcast is all about failure, perseverance, and mindset, but I wanted to launch this mini series to narrow in on the business side of things. The goal of the Voted Least Likely podcast is to make you feel less alone on your journey, but I also really want to give you tools to achieve your goals and live a fulfilled life while building your dream. So let's dive into some of the tactical tips. In each episode, I'm going to cover a topic that I wish I knew more about when I was just starting, and I'm going to tell you how I failed in it, what I have learned, and then leave you with some resources to dive in further. This series is all about taking action. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to the Voted Least Likely podcast. I am your host, Leah Yard. I'm a high school dropout who accidentally became an entrepreneur. After spending over a decade working minimum wage jobs, having a complete mental breakdown, and losing all confidence in myself, I somehow started a successful jewelry company. I am the least likely person to have ended up in the fashion industry, the least likely person to have overcome crippling anxiety, and the least likely person to have ever had the confidence to share my story. And I know if you are here, you've likely felt something similar. This piece of internet real estate is a place for us to share how we overcame our own obstacles and found a place to thrive, even if it was the last place we ever thought we would end up. We are talking all things related to failure with a little sense of humor on the side. It's time to expose the narratives we tell ourselves and the ones the world places on us. This is the Voted Least Likely podcast. There is a myth out there about going at it alone. People often boast about how they have achieved their success all by themselves. And nothing could be further from the truth. I'm going to tell you something right now that I wish I knew earlier. Nobody does anything alone or all by themselves. And going at it alone isn't impressive. As far as I'm concerned, if you have ever Googled something and gained knowledge from researching, you haven't done anything alone. Unless you invented the internet and wrote every piece of information on it, you got help. And we need to stop acting like that's a cop-out. Because the truth is, asking for and accepting help is fucking impressive because it is hard to do. I think the misconception here is that people think by asking for help, you are asking for someone to do the work for you. And there's a big difference. Being vulnerable enough to say, I don't know what I'm doing. I need to find someone who can help me out with this so I can learn, so I can do the work. That's going to skyrocket your success. Please trust me on this one. I thought none of my success would count if I didn't do everything alone and struggle through, but no one knows anything at the beginning. We have to find people who can help us figure it out. I was raised with parents who believed self-sufficiency and hard work were the highest values you could ever achieve as a human. So I felt a lot of shame when I couldn't figure things out on my own when I was first starting my business. But we're talking all areas here. 
I felt badly I didn't understand sales tax, pricing, and how to position my product for wholesale. I mean, how could I possibly know these things at the beginning? It's nuts. So I always joke that yes, this is my 10th year in business, but I did everything wrong for the first six. I'm only half joking. I really struggled alone for those first six years. I didn't ask for help and I rejected help when it was offered to me. A lot of this comes back to mindset, which I went over in the first part of this small business series in episode 46. My mindset 100% was in the wrong place and I assumed I would fail. So part of me didn't want to accept help because I didn't want to involve others alongside me while I failed. And I realize how insane that sounds, but here we are. So today I want to talk about the importance of asking for help and collaboration. It's all about community and relationship building in business. So let's get in on it. You guys, I have some very exciting news to share. This year marks the 10th anniversary of Leah Yard Designs. I registered my jewelry brand a decade ago, and I remember it very well. Most of it was done sitting on our apartment floor, finalizing paperwork, and trying to figure out how on earth I was going to build a brand as a high school dropout with zero experience and no money. If you've been with me on this journey, then you know it's been one hell of a ride. There have been a million mistakes along the way, so much so that I ended up starting this exact podcast you are listening to just to confess my many, many failures. It is wild to me to think it's been a decade, and this milestone is something I really want to celebrate with you. We are hosting an anniversary event at our Vancouver studio on July 22nd from 12 to 5 p.m. We are designing an exclusive collection with one-of-a-kind designs. There will be light refreshments available, and we've got a couple other amazing local brands joining us. You can follow the link in our show notes for more details or head to our website, www.leayarddesigns.com, and you can sign up as a VIP member there, and that way you will always be the first to know what's going on, and you'll get the first peek at what we have planned for this very exciting event. I cannot wait to see you and celebrate a milestone I am so proud to have reached. I have to tell you, this is something I still really struggle with. I find asking for help one of the hardest things. But you know what's crazy? People want to help you. Don't you want to help someone? And I started this podcast because I wanted to help people who were struggling in the way that I was. I just assumed that there's probably somebody out there who needed help. So that's why I started this podcast. It's in our nature to want to help others. It feels good to be of service. So here's what I have learned. You need to find people who have created what you want and start to put the pieces together on how they achieved it. No one's journey is the same, but there will be so much knowledge in just watching someone's process. I was really lucky to work for another designer for a few years, so I got a first-hand look inside their business. What's great about studying someone else's world is that you can pick and choose what you want to take from it. I saw what I did and didn't like. The most amazing thing was that I got to see that it was possible. 
We don't know what's an option for us until we put ourselves in new situations. So for you, if there's a top business you absolutely admire in your field, maybe you can go shadow someone there or you could ask to interview someone. You want to make sure you aren't just taking, so find a way you can give back. Another key lesson here is what I mentioned at the beginning. This is all about relationship building. This is a long-term process. You don't want to start growing a business by taking from other people. The world is small and word gets around, especially in business. So you want to offer a service or something that shows how much you value someone taking the time. Always be respectful and gracious. And I'll say this, not everyone will be able to help. If you're approaching a small business owner, they likely have a lot on their plate already. But again, you just want to make that connection. You never know what it might grow into. You want to make sure you're getting information from a variety of sources. I'm going to tell you a story to explain why this is important. So I started my business in 2013. I worked day jobs on the side until 2018. So that's a long time to build a foundation. But the thing that made me take the leap was something another jewelry designer said to me. So I had just finished a five-day event where I was selling my brand, Leah Yard Designs, and I was absolutely exhausted. The event had honestly gone terribly, and it was around 9 p.m. when we were finally packed up, ready to go home, and there had been a schedule change at my day job, and I found out about it at the end of that um, event that I just worked and I learned that I had to start a new work week the next day. So this event had finished on a Sunday night and I was scheduled to start a new work week Monday morning. And I was burnt out and I remember just feeling so down and it was just such a frustrating, kind of discouraging feeling as you can imagine, just being so burnt out, the event didn't go well and now I got to start a whole new week and working for somebody else. I had made a friend at this event who owned her own jewelry business and she did it full time. And we had been chatting on and off over the last five days. And she said to me that she had made $70,000 in the previous year. And I thought, well, fuck, I want that. Like that's way more than I was making at my day job. And my day job had started to interfere with my ability to grow my own business because it obviously was taking a lot of time. And I was a pretty good employee. I, when I was at my day job, I, I really focused on that and I wasn't really able to, um, it was just really hard to balance it all. It was really hard. So I just thought, I want to focus on this full time and just go all in. I think I can make it work. Her designs were similarly priced to mine. She hadn't been doing events that much longer than me. So it felt doable. It felt like we were close enough in our journey that it was like, yeah, I'm going to take the leap. So a few weeks later, I put in my notice at my job. And this was all based on what one person had said. Um, I found out later that the 70000 she made in a year were her sales, not her profit. And she later disclosed that she was living with a pretty daunting amount of debt. And she's not alone in this. The hard part about starting in this business, if you're selling a product, is that the events are an amazing way to get your brand out there and make sales. But these events are hugely expensive. The booth alone at this one that 
I'm talking about, this was years ago too, it was $4,000. That's one event. And that's not including the cost of inventory, display, additional rental equipment, staff if you need it. So imagine if you're doing a minimum of one event a month, that adds up, right? Even if you're just doing three of those big ones a year, that's $12,000 in expense minimum, because again, that's just the rental of the booth. So not all events are this expensive, but events in general aren't cheap. And the good ones that are, well, are really well run and organized cost more. So I think about this story a lot because, you know, at the time, I was looking for any reason to quit my day job. I was so burnt out on trying to manage building my brand and working for someone else. And I was starting to get resentful of my situation. So hearing that I could quit and potentially make $70,000 was just what I needed to hear. Now, we all take what we need and there is a level of delusion required to be an entrepreneur, but it is so crucial to get a variety of information from people because everyone's journey is different. And hell, I have shared on this podcast the embarrassing story of how I once spent $100,000 on my business and made 80000 So technically, I could have told someone that I made $80,000 that year. And that's true in sales. But my profit was obviously in the red. And this person, she wasn't trying to skew her numbers. I think she just didn't realize the big picture. Again, her story was enticing because she wasn't much further ahead than me at that time. So I think she just didn't really realize how to read the numbers as well. So gain information and from everyone and then pick and choose what helps you. Events are a great example because two people can have the exact same um, be signed up for the exact same event, but have opposite experiences. I've definitely done shows that I was told were amazing and I lost money on them and vice versa, right? So it's really important to be open, take all of the info in and then decide for yourself what is applicable. So that's all about asking for help and getting guidance and recognizing that it is not a sign of weakness, but in fact, a very courageous thing to do. The next piece that kind of stacks on this is collaboration. The incredible thing about the internet is that you can connect immediately with someone. I follow a lot of local brands that I think are doing amazing work and I can keep them in my social media circle to cheer them on. It's a beautiful thing. Collaboration is one of the fastest ways to gain exposure to a new audience and to build trust, but it has to be done carefully. I have learned the hard way in the past of teaming up with people that online looked great and seemed like a perfect fit, but behind the scenes, it's an entirely different story. The main lesson I have learned with collaborations is this, it is not something to rush. You have to build community, trust, and a relationship with the people you are teaming up with. Sometimes this is less important. If you are asked to join in on a, a simple Instagram giveaway with a few brands, I say go for it. As long as, you know, they look like they align with your values. I would still do your research on them, but there's not a huge risk there. If you are collaborating on a bigger project, please take your time. Do a lot of research on the brand that you are teaming up with. If you have only ever interacted online, maybe see if you can get a face-to-face -face meeting or a phone call. 
I regret rushing a collaboration once that completely blew up in my face. And it was because I based the integrity of a brand solely on their social media. But you know what? Social media isn't real. And it's likely not even done by the person behind the brand. That's an easy job to outsource. So you might be basing your opinion on someone who has nothing to do with the brand ethics and values. Personally, I found the best way to collaborate is to connect in person. The events I do with my jewelry brand aren't just for connecting with customers. They are an amazing opportunity to meet friends in the industry and find like-minded people who you can add to your network. Again, it goes back to relationships. You want to make sure you're growing your community with deeper connections and with people that are aligned with you. You can get a sense of someone a lot faster in person, right? This was another idea that I, or another area that I really just didn't make the most of in the beginning. In the beginning, I'm a very introverted person. So showcasing at events, some of which are 12 hour days, this is a lot for me. And when I started out, the idea of taking time to go interact with other vendors seemed insane and actually impossible. I'm very sure there are a lot of vendors who thought I was incredibly standoffish. But I just needed to reserve my energy. It wasn't that I didn't care about anybody. I just only had so much social battery to give. <laughs> so I have learned to manage this. And although the events are exhausting, I love them. I love connecting with people. I'm not a particularly social person. I have a very small friend group, but I love meeting someone you really hit it off with and having that deeper connection. We are social creatures, right? So make sure you are exercising this human part of your business. This is huge. I guarantee there will be people you meet offline that surprise you. I have met people who I thought we would be a perfect match and it's just not the right vibe and vice versa. Again, sometimes you're surprised that, you know, somebody, their social media presence you think isn't the right fit and then you meet them and they're just the perfect match for your business or the perfect person for you to connect with, or you just really hit it off and you make a great friend online. You only get a snippet of someone. So make the most of in-person connections. If you do have a business that doesn't fit into that type of event, then go to networking events or meetups, start building friendships and don't do it to get something out of someone. Some of these friendships may turn into collaboration opportunities and that's great, but don't go into anything trying to get something out of it, right? Nobody wants to feel like they're being used or like you've got some plan. So be authentic and go in open-minded, open-hearted. And again, please be respectful and gracious and try to find ways you can uplift other people. There have been times in my business where I was really struggling and I felt like no one was on my side. And that's such a shitty feeling. But it didn't stop me from cheering on other people. Even if it felt a little harder to do during that particular season, I didn't stop. I still cheered on people that I thought were doing great work. I will always hype up brands I love, either when they are there or in rooms that they aren't. And you never know who is doing the same for you. Okay, on to the actionable stuff. 
This show is sponsored by our very own company, Leah Yard Designs. Leah Yard Designs is a jewelry brand in Vancouver, Canada that specializes in unique, semi-precious pieces. The designs are meant to be mixed and matched to celebrate the wearer. We love fashion juxtapositions, which is why you will usually find me in ripped jeans and a ton of gold jewelry. Our goal is to add glamour to every day. Our most popular design is our Zodiac necklace, which was created to celebrate what makes you uniquely you. 5% of all profits in the jewelry collection are donated to the DEWC, a local charity that helps vulnerable women in Vancouver's downtown east side. You can learn more and shop the full collection at www.leayarddesigns.com. We covered asking for help and collaborations in this episode. I want to first start with a mindset check-in. Go back to episode 46 if you need a refresher. When you are building something, you need your mind to be in the right place. You have to feel proud of what you are making. You have to feel worthy of the success you hope it will bring. And you got to stay optimistic that it is possible. To start asking for help, I would find some businesses or brands that you love and admire, follow them on social media, find every single interview, whether it's just a written interview or a podcast that the founder has ever done, learn as much as you can about their journey, how they got started, what were the pitfalls, what challenges did they have, how did they manage it. If it makes sense, meaning if they are local, reach out to them, introduce yourself, explain what you're building, why you admire what they've accomplished, and make your ask with an offer. Don't just take. Buying someone a cup of coffee isn't going to cut it. You, If you have a service you can provide, offer it for a 30-minute phone call or, or a coffee date, but be respectful of people's time. Another way to get help without asking, although I still recommend flexing your asking muscle, is through podcasts, courses, books, etc. A lot of the mentors I have are people who will never know that I exist. There is so much information out there. If you're willing to take the time to learn, you can gain skills pretty damn quickly. Even better if you can find people who are willing to share the failures that they have had. I find you learn way more from somebody's misstep than you do from a story where it all just worked out. Do the work and make the ask. You will get rejected and ghosted, but it's not personal. Most people want to help and you never know what's going on behind the scenes. So don't pry. Just move on to the next person that you can make a connection with. For collaborations, find businesses that are similar size as you and connect with them. Follow them on social media. If they're doing a pop-up or event, go to it, meet them, share their stuff. I recommend starting small with collaborations. Again, a giveaway on social media is a great starting point. It's not a huge risk and it's an easy win-win for everyone involved. I'm going to tell you, I reach out to brands that I admire who are way ahead of me and I get rejected constantly. It sucks. Oh my God, does it suck. It's embarrassing. It's really, it's really embarrassing <laughs> and I don't enjoy it, but I'm willing to keep doing it because I believe I have value to offer. So I would start by reaching out to people who are similar size, but don't be afraid to aim high. Once you've got a few smaller collaborations under your belt, then you can get a little more advanced. My personal favorite way to team up with another brand is to run a giveaway to gain email subscribers. 
last week I went over the importance of my email list and it's a really fun way to gain new contacts. This requires someone to build a landing page and a giveaway sequence. So entrants put their email into this form and then they receive a confirmation email by signing up. They're opting into both email lists. So then after the giveaway, that spreadsheet of emails is shared with the other brand. These are very successful when they're done well, and they're really fun. So the main takeaway with all of this is that you're building a network and relationships. This part of business takes a lot of time. It's definitely a long game, big picture type process. You want to be intentional and patient. It is worth it, I promise you. And once you start building these connections, you gain more. Your network just expands and expands. And beyond the business benefits, you gain support. I mean, entrepreneurship is hard. And I thought for years I had to do it alone, but that's not true. You need people in your circle to help you along. And it's wonderful when you can encourage one another through tough times. I remember admitting online once that I'd thought about quitting my business. And I thought I was the only one who ever thought that way when building a brand. And the response I got to that post was insane. So many other small businesses were like, oh my God, me too. And instantly I felt more assured. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. No one knows what they're doing. Some people are just better at asking for help. And so I highly recommend finding people who can share this journey with you. It's so much more rewarding to do it together. And also when you achieve those big goals, you want to celebrate with people, right? You want to have that community that you can lift each other up and bring opportunities to each other. It's just so worth it to always be trying to give back, always be trying to find ways to encourage somebody else and grow that network with deeper connections. I hope this helps. I cannot wait to see what you build and who you build it with. Thank you so much for being here. I really hope this episode gave you a boost of encouragement to follow your own path, even if it's a little unruly or has a few more weeds than you expected. I would love if you could share this with somebody important to you. We never know who needs a boost. If you'd like to learn more, you can find me at www.leayard.com. And if you want to see a little more behind the scenes, you can connect with me on Instagram at leayard. And now I will leave you with this. We all have more in common than we do not. Be kind when you can, judge less, less often, and never ever underestimate your own potential. I'll see you next week.